Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. Welcome you to join Bible Links to read the entire Bible in two years. I believe God will bless you, He will lift you up, and your life will never be the same. Exodus chapter 29 Now this is what you shall do to them to consecrate them, that they may serve me as priests. Take one bull of the herd and two rams without blemish, unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers smeared with oil. You shall make them a fine wheat flour. You shall put them in one basket, and bring them in the basket, and bring the bull and the two rams. You shall bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and wash them with water. Then you shall take the garments, and put on Aaron the coat, in the row of the ephod, and the ephod of the breastpiece, and gird him with the skillfully woven band of the ephod. And you shall set the turban on his head, the holy crown of the turban. You shall take the anointing oil, and pour it on his head and anoint him. Then you shall bring his sons and put coats on them. And you shall gird Aaron and his sons with sashes, and bind caps. And the priesthood shall be theirs by a statute forever. Thus you shall ordain Aaron and his sons. Then you shall bring the bull before the tent of meeting. Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the bull. Then you shall kill the bull before the Lord at the tent of meeting, and shall take part of the blood of the bull, and put it on the horns of the altar with your finger, and the rest of the blood you shall pour out at the face of the altar. You shall take all the fat that covers the entrail, the long globe of the Lord, two kidneys with the fat that is on them, and burn them on the altar. The flesh of the bowl and its skin and its dung shall burn with fire outside the camp. It is a sin offering. Then you shall take one of the rams, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. Then you shall kill the ram, and shall take its blood and throw it against the side of the altar. Then you shall cut the ram into pieces and wash its entrails and its legs, and put them with its pieces in its head, and burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a pleasing aroma, a food offering to the Lord. You shall take the other ram, and Aaron and his son shall lay their hands on the head of the ram, and you shall kill the ram and take part of its blood, put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron, and the tips of the right ears of his son on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the great toes of the right feet, and throw the rest of the blood against the side of the altar. Then you shall take part of the blood that is on the altar, and of the anointing oil, and sprinkle it on Aaron and his garments, and on his sons, his sons' garments with him. He and his garments shall be holy, and his sons and his sons' garments with him. You shall also take the fat from the ram, tail and fat that covers the entrails, the long love of the lover, the two kidneys with the fat that is on them, and the right thigh, for it is a ram of ordination, and one loaf of bread, and one cake of bread made with oil, and one wafer out of the basket of unleavened bread that is before the Lord. We shall put all these on the palms of Aaron and on the palms of his sons, and wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. Then you shall take them from their hand and burn them on the altar on top of the burnt offering as a pleasing aroma before the Lord. It is a food offering to the Lord. You shall take the breast of the ram of Aaron's ordination and wave it for a wave offering to the Lord. And it shall be your portion. And you shall consecrate the breast of the wave offering that is waved and the thigh of the priest's portion that is contributed from the ram nation. From what was Aaron's and his sons, it shall be for Aaron and his sons as a perpetual due from the people of Israel. For it is a contribution. It shall be a contribution from the people of Israel from their peace offerings to their contribution to the Lord. The holy garments of Aaron shall be for his sons after them. They shall be anointed in them and ordained in them. The sons who succeed him as priest who comes into the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place shall wear them seven days. You shall take the ram of ordination and boil its flesh in a holy place. And Aaron and his sons shall eat the flesh of the ram in the bread that is in the basket, 
entrance of the tent. They shall eat those things with which atonement was made at the ordination and consecration, but an outsider shall not eat of them, because they are holy. And if any of the flesh for the ordination or of the bread remain until the morning, then you shall burn the remainder with fire. It shall not be eaten, because it is holy. Thus you shall do to Aaron and to his sons, according to all that I have commanded you. Through seven days shall you ordain them. Every day you shall offer a bull as a sin offering for atonement. Also, you shall purify the altar when you make atonement for it. You shall anoint it to consecrate it. Seven days you shall make atonement for the altar and consecrate it. The altar shall be most holy. Whatever touches the altar shall become holy. Now this is what you shall offer on the altar. Two lambs a year old, day by day, regularly. One lamb you shall offer in the morning, the other lamb you shall offer at twilight. With the first lamb a tenth measure of fine flour, mingled with a fourth of a hymn of eaten oil, and a fourth of a hymn of wine for a drink offering. The other lamb you shall offer at twilight, and shall offer with it a grain offering and a drink offering as in the morning, for pleasing aroma, shall be a regular burnt offering throughout your generations at the entrance of the temple of meeting before the Lord. I will meet with you, speak to you there. There I will meet with the people of Israel, and shall be sanctified. I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar. Aaron, also with his sons, will consecrate to serve me as priests. I will dwell among the people of Israel and will be their God. And they shall know that I am the Lord their God who brought them out of the land of Egypt that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. Exodus chapter 30 You shall make an altar on which to burn incense. You shall make it of acacia wood. A cubit shall be its length, and a cubit its breadth. It shall be square, and two cubits shall be its height. Its horn shall be of one piece with it. You shall overlay it with pure gold, its top and around its sides and its horns, and you shall make a molding of gold around it. And you shall make two golden rings for it under its molding, two opposite sides of it you shall make them. It shall be holders for poles with which you carry it. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. And you shall put it in front of the veil that is above the ark of the testimony. Fence of the mercy seat that is above the testimony, I will meet with you. Aaron shall burn fragrant incense on it. Every morning when he dresses the lamps, he shall burn it. And when Aaron sets up the lamps at twilight, he shall burn it. A regular incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. You shall not offer unauthorized incense on it, a burnt offering, or a grain offering. And you shall not pour a drink offering on it. Aaron shall make atonement on its horns once a year with the blood of the sin offering of the atonement. He shall make atonement once in the year through generations. It is most holy to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, When you take the census of the people of Israel, then each shall give a ransom for his life to the Lord when you number them. There are to be no plague among them when you number them. Each one who is numbered in the census shall give this Half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is twenty miles. Half a shekel is an offering to the Lord. Everyone who is numbered in the census, from twenty years old and upward, shall give the Lord's offering. The rich shall not give more, the poor shall not give less than half the shekel. Give the Lord's offering to make atonement. He shall take the atonement money from the people of Israel and shall give it for the service of the tent of meeting, and it may bring the people of Israel to remembrance before the Lord, so as to make atonement for your lives. The Lord said to Moses, You shall also make a basin of bronze, with its stand of bronze for washing. You shall put in between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it, with which Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet when they go into the tent of meeting. Or they come near the altar to minister to burn a food offering to the Lord. They shall wash with water so that they may not die. They shall wash their hands and their feet so that they may not die. It shall be a statute forever to them. 
even to him and to his offspring throughout their generations. The Lord said to Moses, Take the finest spices of liquid myrrh, five hundred shekels, and of sweet-smelling cinnamon, half as much, that is two hundred and fifty, and two hundred and fifty of aromatic cane, and five hundred of cassia, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, and a hin of olive oil. And you shall make of these a sacred anointing oil, blended as by the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it ye shall anoint the tent of meeting, and the ark of testimony, and the tablet, and all its utensils, and the lampstand, and its utensils, and the altar of incense, and the altar of burnt offering, with all its utensils, and the basin, and its stand. Ye shall consecrate them, that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them will become holy. Ye shall anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them, that they may serve me as priests. And you shall say to the people of Israel, This shall be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on the body of an ordinary person, and you shall make no other like it in composition. It is holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds any like it, or whoever puts any of it on an outsider, shall be cut off from his people. The Lord said to Moses, Take sweet spices, stack thee, and anica, and galbanum, sweet spices with pure frankincense, of each shall there be an equal part, and make an incense blended as by the perfumer, seasoned with salt, pure and holy. You shall beat some of it very small, and put part of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting where I shall meet with you. It shall be most holy for you, and the incense that you shall make according to its composition. You shall not make for yourselves. It shall be for you holy to the Lord. Whoever makes any like it to use as perfume shall be cut off from his people. The following is the English translation of Pastor Moen Wu's teaching on the book of Exodus chapter 29 to 30, translated by Ray. Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. So today, let's read Exodus chapter 29 and 30. In chapter 29, it follows in chapter 28, where God prepares for Aaron, the high priest, and his children, the holy garment for glory and for beauty. And then in chapter 29, it's teaching us priests, how can we step into our destiny? And how can priests start to serve the Lord? So today, when we are reading chapter 29, dear family, these are not just words for pastor, ministers, or leader, but instead, in God's house, his intention is that every single son and children of his are priests and that's the meaning of priestly kingdom so today we can pray for one thing lord may you help me give me a revelation so that when i'm reading chapter 29 i can understand that all these services for consecration of priests today i have to respond to them step by step and today all my serving i cannot be casual so no matter i'm full-time at church or not or maybe i'm in the worship team intercession team pastoring, evangelism, or prophetic team at church, I always have to ask God, am I preparing myself to receive this consecration? And you know, today, nowadays in our church, we frequently will be like, oh, come, 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 come and be the usher. Or maybe even you just came, but maybe you have a lot of gift and you're good at singing and good at playing instruments. Then why don't you just come lead the worship? You know, we have this kind of bad habits because there is a need. So we just ask anyone can to just come and join the serving but we didn't realize that today nowadays churches cannot be purified cannot be consecrated and churches cannot manifest god's abundance and power it's because we are lacking in this key process in chapter 29 and so today sometimes our services at church has to reset and only when the people becomes right and only when the person becomes ready in front of the lord it has transformed and their mindset is correct then they can finally step into the serving so today in chapter 29 we have to ask ourselves am i 
prepare to step into God's calling and destiny and services that God has prepared for me. But also at the same time, please don't just say that, oh, I'm just a regular Christian. I don't understand this. I'm just here for the gathering. I don't have time. But actually, you might be losing one glorious calling that God has for each one of us. So let's first read verse 1 to 3. Now this is what you shall do to them to consecrate them, that they may serve me as priests. So here the word consecration has appeared in chapter 29 for eight times. So God really cares whether or not we are consecrated. If someone is not consecrated, he cannot serve the Lord. Today, if you are baptized, then we are justified in God's sight. However, we have to step into God's guidance to prepare for us to be consecrated. Otherwise, later on in the wedding of the Lamb, we would be the one weeping and gnashing of teeth outside. So chapter 29 is a very important calling for every Christian. It's a calling of consecration. So here, take one bowl of the herd and two rams without blemish, and unleavened bread, unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers smeared with oil. You shall make them of fine wheat flour, you shall put them in one basket and bring them in the basket and bring the bull and the two rams. So at that time when the Israelites are in the wilderness, all these items are very precious. They are very expensive. So for someone who can serve the Lord in his path of consecration to become a priest, God really does not take it lightly. So here bull is the most expensive and rams unleavened wafer and these bread and wafers have to be made of fine wheat flour. At that time, either the barley or wheat, no one will make them into fine flour. So fine wheat flour is actually very, very rare because it's a very tedious production process. But here, because we are priests and our identity is very important, so that's why God says we have to offer up our fine wheat flour and put those things in the basket and bring the bowl and the two rams. So their family, when someone is determined to step into God's service, please don't take it lightly regarding his offering on the path of consecration. You will say that, ah, oh, I'm determined to serve the Lord full time. Do I still need to offer? Yes, because for anyone who is stepping into this priesthood role, either you are full time or just part time, or maybe you are a small group leader or spiritual parents, you know, the offering in verse one to three is something that is imperative, it's critical, because today this path for us to lead into consecration, God has paid his price for us. But at the same time, we also need to offer up our bulls, our rams, and our fine wheat flour, all the most precious thing we have to offer up in front of the Lord. And next, verse 4 to 7 is telling us after this offering, the things that we have to do. So I really want to encourage everyone, whoever is serving at church, I want to encourage you to pray for this from verse 4 to 7 each time before your services. So number one, you shall wash them with water. So you can pray, Lord, may you cleanse me. May you use your words, use your water to cleanse me and cleanse your church. Cleanse my mind, cleanse my heart, cleanse my emotion, cleanse my entirety so I can come serve you. And verse 5, take the garments and put on the coat and the robes of ephod, and the ephod and the best piece, and gird him with the skillfully woven band of the ephod. Set the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. So number two thing you can pray is that, Lord, help me that the glory that Adam has lost in the Garden of Eden, Lord, may you help me when I'm stepping into my services of you. May you give me your abundance, your gifts, your power, your favor and your love and all your provision that you have on my life. May you give me one after another. Previously, we talked about where does the glory and beauty come from. And so next, we have to go carry, we have to wear those beauty and glory wear it in front of me and then so I, I can keep responding to the Lord and then God will keep adding his glory, beauty, abundance, dignity, purity, favor, and gift to keep adding on me. So for someone who the more he serves the Lord, he's constantly being cleansed by the water. Uh, at the same time, he will also experience that God will keep adding him the favor, abundance, power, patience, kindness, goodness, and joy. All these restoration will 
bring him even more authority, glory, and power and strength. And he will also add to him the sensitivity that can know God's heart. So this is the second thing that you want to pray. And the third thing that you want to pray is in verse 7, to take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. So we can ask for the anointing from the Holy Spirit. You know, nowadays church will often only pray for verse 7, but we forget what's happening in verse 4 to 6. Okay, yeah, now it's the time to serve. Okay, then pray, pray, pray. Oh, the Holy Spirit, come anoint me. But are you cleansed by the water? Have you add God's glory and beauty on you? Have you wear put on your holy garment? Have you put on the ephod, which corresponds to our understanding to God's will? And also we have to gird ourselves with the band in front of him. And also we can't forget the turban and the holy crown. Only after all these, we ask for the anointing from the anointing oil. So please don't miss what happened in verse 4 to 6. And their family, so every day either you serve at church full-time, maybe you are a full-time administrator or a Sunday school principal, youth counselor or minister, you are actually constantly touching God's holy work. And so maybe from Monday to Sunday, we are busy about different things. But sometimes we usually forgot one thing. For someone who has been in God's house serving and touching God's work, do we remember in verse 1 to 3, where is our offering? In verse 4, are we cleansed by the water? Verse 5 to 6, do we put on our holy garment? And also verse 7, are we anointed by the whole anointing oil? We shouldn't think that as long as you have passion and ability, then you can come touch God's work. Actually, we are putting ourselves and even the people who we are inviting for services into a very dangerous path that might even sin against God. So next in verse 8 to 9, then you shall bring his sons and put coats on them, and you shall gird Aaron and his son with sashes and bind caps on them, and the priesthood shall be theirs by a statue forever. So their families, today the life of a priest can be passed on. We can pass on these services to our next generation, to our spiritual sons and daughters, as long as we uh, serve and from the Lord wholeheartedly, our ability, our anointing, and our understanding to the Lord. The, all these things can be passed on to the, our next generation. So today we can pray that maybe I'm leading some brothers and sisters, maybe I'm a small group leader. I'm not just trying to take care of them. I'm trying to host many events and just sharing the Sunday uh, sermon and everyone loves one another. Of course, all these things are very important and good. But today, are you actually leading them to become a priest to are you constantly reminding them to cleanse themselves with water to come in front of the lord through prayer to care for the things what god cares about and then god will add beauty and glory on ourselves and also has an anointing from the holy spirit so we need to pass on to our next generation and pray for the revival next generation because this is the complete services in the priestly kingdom and we have to take care of it and that's why you know nowadays why does church have many any generation gap maybe someone do it very well when he's serving but when he left then everything cannot be passed on cannot be continued maybe someone is having a leave or is not here then we are urgently looking for substitutes it's because we overlook that passing on to the next generation is also part of the services of a priest in front of the lord so today this is something we have to pay special attention to next verse 10 to verse 14 for someone who is serving there's a couple offering that's very important. The first offering is the sin offering, and verse 10 to 14 is the sin offering. The bull is the sin offering, and actually the best bull ever is Jesus Christ. And so the best thing that we can offer up in our life is the offering of Jesus Christ. And it's also equivalent to we offer up ourselves completely. Offer up the best part of me without any reservation. Offering my sin offering. And next in verse 15 to 18 is about burnt offering. Through the precious blood of Jesus, through its redemption, my sin is able to be forgiven. Then next, I have to offer my burnt offering to offer out myself completely without reservation. Lord, I am yours. I do not reserve anything for myself. I 
treat your time as my time. I treat your well as my well. And I treat church's time and schedule as my priority. It's rather than, oh, it's now I have some inconvenience. I have this thing and that thing. You know, to be very honest, everyone is pretty busy. But for someone who really see themselves as a burnt offering, then we, we can really see that, Lord, you are my only priority. And next, from verse 19 to verse 28, is a very long offering. It's called peace offering. And in the process of peace offering, is that through my services, not just God can be satisfied, but also people can also be satisfied. Previously, in the sin offering and burnt offering, it's all about ourselves. We completely bring ourselves in front of the Lord. But here, peace offering is that in my life, I can see that I, my offering can actually bring provision to others. So here you can see the blood, we will put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron and on the tips of the right ears of his son. That means I am an obedient person. I'm someone who can listen to God's words. And similarly, my sons and daughters are also like that. And I have to keep preaching and teaching them. And also on the thumbs of their right hands and on the great toes of their right feet. And that means everything that I do, wherever I go, is all on God's hand. And also the fat, the fat tail and the kidneys, they all represent life and abundance. That means we completely offer these things in front of the Lord to burn in front of the Lord. And next, there are some very special things I also need to do a wave offering, and it's in verse 24. It usually is using the breast of the animal to do the wave offering. What does that mean? That means my heart is alive in front of the Lord. I am not a dead offering, but I'm a living sacrifice. And my heart in front of the Lord is alive. And next, we also need to do a heave offering. Heave offering is the thigh. And thigh represents my strength, my action. And I will bring all these things, lift in front of the Lord. So I am alive. I'm not just lying on the ground. I'm alive. And I will lift up God up high. And I have strength. So wave offering means that we are, our heart is alive in front of the Lord. And heave offering means that we are completely at God's disposal. God can use us. God, you can use me as you what you want to do. And so this is the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the heave offering. And next in verse 28, it talks about, It shall be for Aaron and his sons as a perpetual due from the people of Israel for it's a contribution. It shall be a contribution from the people of Israel from their peace offerings, their contribution to the Lord. So here this peace offering not just satisfies God's heart, but also brings provision to people. So that means when my heart comes alive in front of the Lord, then my family can receive blessing. When my thigh is willing to be used by God, when I live lift up God's up high, then whatever I do, I can bring provision to people around me. So their families, for someone who wants to serve the Lord, start from his offering. Next, be purified and put on the beautiful garment and be anointed by the anointing oil. And then we bring our next generation to serve together and we offer up our sin offering and ask for the precious blood of the Lord to cleanse us. We give our burnt offering so that we are completely at God's disposal and we bring our peace offering so my ear my hand my feet my heart my leg can all be used to serve the lord and not just god be satisfied but people around me can receive provision and enjoyment my services is not bringing difficulties or troubles to my family but instead my services can actually tag my children alone and also my family can also receive provision and next, let's read verse 29 to 30. We have to wait for God's timing. And then in verse 31 to 32, you shall take the ram of ordination and boil its flesh in a holy place, and they shall eat in the entrance of the tent of meeting. They cannot eat outside. If anything remains, they have to burn the remainder with fire. So here it's all talking about one thing. It's that we have to wait for God's timing because we have to do this for seven days. So now, for services, there's actually a waiting period, a training period. And also for each serving, there is a quiet time for God to prune and prepare us. So one thing we should definitely not do is that today there's a need and then we just try to find whoever that can do. Maybe we can encourage them in faith. But we have to remember, we still have to submit to God's timing. And also the meat of the ram that you offer, it has to be boiled in a holy place. And an outsider shall not eat of them. What does that mean? So here it says, 
The same thing as do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So here what it's saying is that sometimes in our services, we might receive God's blessing, receive his grace and have some spiritual revelation or experiences or some deep intimacy with the Lord. Maybe we have some very close, intimate word from the Holy Spirit. We have to know for these things, we can only provide and feed to other people in spirit. And sometimes non-believers, they don't understand. They will feel that you are saying some mythology, you are being exaggerating, and they might even laugh at you and feel that it's not reasonable. They will treat your revelation, your intimate relationship with God as a joke. You know, so that's why the outsider cannot eat the meat that is being offered. So here we need to have wisdom to know how to share the joy that we receive and the revelation that we have in our services, God's intimate guidance, his satisfaction. And even when you are sharing this with your next generation, even with your coworker and brothers and sisters, you need to be very careful. The meat cannot just be given to outsiders. So when we are sharing our revelation, we need to have wisdom to know how to share this bread of life. All these food that comes from our direct contact with the Lord, the meat of the ram, the bread in the basket, and the offering of the atonement, you have to present them in a very deep, intimate relationship with God in wisdom. And so next, in verse 35 to 37, it's telling us that everything that you have to do through seven days, you shall ordain them. So we have to do all these things for seven days. So today, God, he's never afraid of keep repeating stuff. Maybe we will feel very boring. Oh, it's enough to just do it one time. So why do we need to do seven times? It's because we don't really know ourselves. Here, doing it seven times represents that it's a complete process. It's also represents that in front of that, I can wait. I'm never in a rush. I have to know that sometimes even repeated trial that God has in my life is also his protection so that I can really receive priesthood. And next in verse 38 to 42, they have to do these things day by day regularly. The burnt offering and sin offering is an everyday thing. And then next 43 to 46, as they do these things, the tabernacle shall be sanctified by God's glory. And verse 46, and they shall know that I am the Lord their God, who brought them out of the land of Egypt, that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. So why is it so troublesome to be a priest? We have to wear holy garment, cleanse, have the anointing oil and offering sacrifice. All these things is for verse 46, is to keep God's presence and to let people know that he is the Lord. And also the building of tabernacle is very meticulous. And for the process of priests to wear the holy garment, to sanctify, all these process is also very meticulous. But in all these details, the purpose is all to maintain God's presence presence. So today we shouldn't find troublesome or too meticulous when we are serving at church. And also as we are serving the Lord, we should not be afraid to keep reading the same passages, keep praying for the same things, and even for doing the same thing in front of the Lord. You don't don't worry and please don't feel bored about it because all these things will help us to know what is God's presence so that we can truly host God's presence, host His glory, and host the fear of the Lord. And this is what priests do. So today, priests, God does not call priests to just do stuff, but God wants priests to know how to abide in God's presence. Today, churches will find someone to help the services. It's not just to satisfy a need, but instead to ask someone to serve is to bring him to this place so that he can know the Lord. You have to know these important principles. Otherwise, when we invite someone to serve at church, it's always just to satisfy a need at church. We never know whether or not this person can abide in God's presence, let alone hosting his presence. And he, maybe he don't even know who is the Lord because the Lord is not living in their life. He only know that there are many activities at church, but he doesn't know that he need to keep God's presence in his everyday life. But instead, this is actually a very important responsibility of priest. And next, as we proceed to chapter 30, in chapter 30 may look like a chapter that 
that is left out because previously we have talked about tabernacle we have talked about all the items in tabernacle we also talk about how priests can serve but here suddenly there's this chapter 30 now it's talking about the altar of incense in the courtyard the object in the courtyard of the tabernacle and also the bronze basin for washing and then anointing oil so you know this chapter 30 it looks like an addendum you might feel like oh maybe moses is old already so he forgot something so he now he remember he added to chapter 30 but no actually their families today we have to see that in chapter 30 is god he puts his need to the last Previously, from the building of the tabernacle, it's God revealing how he will provide to us. He is the Ark of the Covenant. He wants to speak to us. He's the lampstand. He wants to shine the light upon us. He's a showbread. He wants to provide us. He's a bronze altar. He will, through the sacrifice, he will bring us in front of him. And through the priest, he wants to add the glory and blessing on us. So from chapter 25 to chapter 29, you can see that God is constantly trying to meet our needs. And But here in chapter 30, there are two very important principles that we will see is how we as a person, we can satisfy God's heart. So here today, God puts his needs to the last. So today, when we are reading chapter 30, we can pray, Lord Jesus, Abba Father, let me satisfy your heart. The most important thing is that how much accomplishment that I have in my services, how many people get provided or receive revelation. But the most important thing is that my deepest prayer is that I want to satisfy your heart. And this is chapter 30. So today, if you want to be someone who can satisfy the heart of the Abba Father, if you want to be someone who can bring God's heart, joy, and satisfaction, the services highlighted in chapter 30 is something very critical. So here from verse 1 to 6 in chapter 30, it talks about the altar to burn incense. And this altar is made of asasia wood and covered by gold. So here this altar is to remind us. Sometimes we only care about the, the services in bronze altar. For example, when we are sharing gospel or having outreach small group or having Christmas night or Easter event to bring people in front of the Lord. This is the services of the bronze altar. It's actually very important because we have to bring people in front of Christ and also the planting of the churches and many consideration of the ministry is to want people's heart to return to turn back to the Lord and to have their heart to be transformed so that they can receive the salvation of the Lord and this is the services of bronze altar it's very important however there's another services at church that is also imperative which is the services of the gold altar of incense so here from verse 1 to 6 in verse 6 you shall put the altar in the front of the veil that is above the ark of the testimony in front of the mercy seat that is above the testimony where i will meet you remember back when we are talking about the ark of the covenant it says there i will meet with you i want to speak to you and here when we are talking about the gold altar of incense we mention this again he says that he wants to meet us and next when we read verse 7 to 9 and Aaron shall burn fragrant incense on it. Every morning when he dresses the lamps, he shall burn it. And when Aaron set up the lamps at twilight, he shall burn it. A regular incense offering before the Lord throughout your generations. So here it's actually talking about prayer a worship and waiting in front of the Lord. So this kind of services is a serving that nowadays churches tend to ignore because this is for someone to come to the Lord just by themselves. And it's a services that is intended to satisfy God's own heart. So remember we said God put his need to the very end. In chapter 30, after he talks about all the tabernacle, he talks about the priesthood, he finally revealed his needs to us in chapter 30. And he says, here, come, and I want to meet with you here. So each time when we have this prayer in front of the Lord, when we are worshiping in front of the Lord, it's not just on Sunday morning, oh, many people gather together, worship and praise, but instead it's our waiting upon him, our worship in front of him, just by ourselves, just to satisfy his heart, this kind of services, it's the services of the gold altar of incense. It's the services that can bring satisfaction to God's heart. And it's also the services that will continue in the new heaven and new earth. So today, you know, many people, we have this concept saying that, oh, you know, and the new heaven and new earth, we will just be singing in front of the Lord till forever and ever because no one is sharing gospel, no one need to preach. These are only the things that we 
have to doing on earth because on earth so many people has this needs so many people needs to be provided by the lord and be transformed and we also spend a lot of effort on that but today for someone who is truly serving the lord especially the pastor one kind of service you cannot miss it is the services of the gold altar of incense so today when we come in from the lord we are not just trying to intercede for other people's needs because here you see in verse 9 you shall not offer unauthorized incense on it or a burnt offering or a grain offering or you shall not pour a drink offering on it what does it mean so today when we are praying for others or pray for the needs for people for church for money for guests all these things are still in the realm of the services of the gold bronze altar you cannot offer unauthorized incense on gold altar of incense and the only purpose of the gold altar of incense is to satisfy the heart of the lord Jesus, you are my only passion. And so every single prayer I have in the gold altar of incense, my worship is not because there is a need. It's just for the Abba Father that today I want to draw near to you. I'm long for you. I want to satisfy your heart. So today, of course, whatever you ask from him, he can give you. He can give you healing, give you strength. He can give you provision, breakthrough. But one prayer that touches his heart the most is that saying, Lord, I want your heart. I want your heart to be satisfied. I want nothing else. I'm not trying to ask for other things. I just want to seek your beauty, to know you, to worship you, to tell you that I love you. And this is the services of the gold altar of incense. And it's a critical services for a Christian. And you will see that this is a services that Aaron, he just come by himself in front of the Lord. So we really need to have this kind of service services in our life. Don't just be satisfied by the bronze altar services. Be feel happy, satisfied, glorious, so accomplished when we see many people being baptized, they repent, they say, they kneel in front of the Lord, worshiping God. Oh, this is revival, revival. But don't forget, there is another services, which is the gold altar of incense, is to satisfy the deepest need of God's heart. And we will not offer any unauthorized incense. We will not offer the burnt offering, grain offering, or drink offering. We just want to satisfy you. And so next in verse 10, Aaron shall make atonement on its horn once a year. Here it's talking about the day of atonement. Previous verses is talking about the thing that Aaron has to do every day. But here this is talking about something only once yearly. On the day of atonement, this gold altar of incense is to intercede for people with the blood of the sin offering of atonement god's heart can be satisfied and the sin can be forgiven so people can again come back in front of the lord so it's no longer just aaron by himself it's no longer just a one-to-one meet but instead previously all the people who serves uh, in front of the bronze altar they can all be brought into the holy places they can all learn to have intimacy with the lord and this is the deepest satisfaction in god's heart he's so happy when his sons and daughters know his heart rather than just knowing his commandments statutes and rules and you know even oftentimes we don't even know those things we don't we often confuse his commandments statutes and rules and we even just skip them but today there is in services that you can not missed out is the services of the gold altar of incense so that when we keep praying for this you can really build this intimate relationship with god through the gold altar of incense and god will also through the day of atonement through his will until that day he can truly bring all his sons and daughters in front of the gold altar of incense to have this deep connection love with him then his heart can be satisfied and next in verse 11 to 16 is talking about the atonement money so remember that to have redemption the blood has to be shed so the sin can be forgiven so here why we can buy atonement through the shackle of silver we should provide an offering but why can we use silver here and also why is it half shackle so here verse 11 to 16 is reminding us another thing especially verse 16 you shall take the atonement money from the people of israel and shall give it toward the services of the tent of meeting that it may bring the people of israel to remembrance before the lord so as to make atonement for your lives so for someone who is baptized under god's name through the burnt offering through the sin offering peace offering to come in from the lord don't forget that our life actually completely belongs to God. 
and our offering is the offering of the atonement money. So today in church, you will say that, oh, if someone has been tithing, it's already pretty good. And you know, even some people will say that, oh, tithing is only for Old Testament. New Testament doesn't talk about it. New Testament is just all by free will. So if I have money that I can offer, if no, then no. This is actually completely off from God's heart. And so today, if we really know what's the meaning of atonement money, is to redeem my life, then so that my life can live in front of the Lord, then you will know that tithing is just the lowest requirement in terms of services. And tithing is simply returning one-tenth of the thing that God has given to me. And so that's why why some people can have double tithing and even 30% tithing, and even someone will completely offer themselves in front of the Lord. Because they they truly know what's the meaning of atonement money. They see that my sins can be forgiven and my life belongs to the Lord. And so that when I provided my atonement money, it's because I belongs to God already. And so today, if you are still being stingy, saying that, oh, only the Old Testament talk about tithing, the New Testament doesn't talk about it, then you truly don't understand God's love. Or if you say that, uh, I already have tithing, I cannot offer up more, then that also means that you did not truly enter into God's true heart to you because we completely belong to Him. And here, the rich shall not give Give more and the poor shall not give less. Our life has to be of remembrance to the Lord through the atonement money so that I can always have my life redeemed in front of the Lord. So this is a very special offering, the atonement money, so that my life can do my offering, can constantly reminding myself that I completely belongs to the Lord. I no longer belongs to myself. Today, nowadays church, we don't really talk about atonement money. However, the concept and the principles of atonement money is still very critical in nowadays church. We have to understand every time when we offer up anything is to reminding us that Lord, you have complete authority in my life. Please don't have this kind of concept. Hearing someone's testimony say, saying that, oh, I want to offer $1,000 and then God later on give him $10,000. Or maybe someone offer for $500 and God blesses his investment or something. Then you change offering into an exchange. A true offering is when we offer up our atonement money that can remind us that our life belongs to His and you have complete authority over me. And next in verse 17 to 21, it's also special. It talks about the bronze basin for washing. Remember, every single item mentioned in the Bible, it has to be made after the pattern which is being shown on the mountain. And even how priests can serve has to follow these uh, protocols but only the bronze basin for washing. It doesn't have a size description. And also this bronze basin for washing in the era of Solomon, it becomes larger. And in the new heaven and new earth, it will become the sea of glass. So here, and then everyone will be in this constant cleansing process of the water. And if you jump to Exodus chapter 38, the bronze basin is made from the murals of the ministering woman who minister in the entrance of the tent of meeting. So here, there's a group of women who loves the Lord and they are willing to lay down their own beauty and to offer up the mirror so that they can become the bronze basins to cleanse everyone who comes in front of the Lord. And this is the love of a bride to God. And so here today, these ministering women, they cannot enter into the courtyard, but they express their earnest desire for the Lord. They want to participate in God's services. Maybe I am a nobody. Maybe I don't have any abilities. I don't know how to sing or play keys or have money to serve you. But only thing that I can give you is my beauty, is this tiny anointing offering. So I bring it to you and it becomes a bronze basin and God actually takes delight in it. And so it shall wash their hands and their feet. They shall wash with water so that they may not die. It shall be a statue forever to them, even to him and his offspring throughout their generation. So here, this bronze basin is a group of women. They lay down their own beauty. They lay down their mirrors and become the, the article that 
priests can use to cleanse themselves. So today, maybe even though you might seem like a nobody, but actually you're offering to God in love. When you really do everything you can, it can actually bring a cleansing to the church, and God can cleanse the church through water. So this love, this cleansing, is not through everyone's offering, but it's through the offering by this ministering woman. So today we might just be this ministering woman, and we want to be this woman. We want to be a true bride. I'm truly willing to lay down my beauty, my pleasure, everything I have to be a bronze basin. And remember, this bronze basin doesn't have a size; it will only keep growing, and eventually will become the sea of glass. So here today, this is the demonstration of the. Love of the bride to God, so that's why this bronze basin is not limited by size because God's cleansing will only be wider and wider, so more people can be cleansed. Even the people who serve can be cleansed. People in the tabernacle can be cleansed, and all our offering to the Lord will be a offering of pure love, and the entire church can be a cleansed vessel. And next, from verse twenty-two to verse thirty-eight, it's talking about a repeating. Cycle is about making the anointing oil and also the spices when we are making incense. Maybe there are many different kinds, but they cannot be mixed. They cannot have the same material, and even it cannot be used by other men. So here is actually teaching us when we are serving to the Lord, there is a requirement. It there cannot be mixture. Today, if a services temporarily, there is no one can help. We shouldn't just rush to grab someone to join because every single services in front of the Lord, it's about a simple person purely, wholeheartedly offer themselves for the Lord. So of course we can help with each other, but we shouldn't let other people feel that the services at church is casual. Oh, someone is sick, so we can have B to substitute. And so today here, the spices. For For making anointing oil and incense, God requires it to be very pure. So today, when we are seeking the anointing from the Holy Spirit, we need to have this ability to discern what is the teaching of demon, what is the evil spirit's work and intervention at church. Today, the anointing oil can only be offered up singly to the Lord. And so today, may our services to the Lord be not casual with no mixture and only have the outpouring from the Holy Spirit. And we have. The sensitivity, and so when the evil spirits working in the at church, we can stop and rebuke the chaos caused by Satan. We can rebuke the competition, comparison, jealousy, steal, kill, and destroy. We can simply offer up ourselves through the anointing oil to God, and then God can bring. Peace, cleansing, and security, and bring his temple under his cover. So, their families here, the services at chapter thirty is all simply for God. God put his needs to the very last, and the gold altar of incense is simply for the Lord, and the bronze basin for washing is a group of people who love the Lord, who is willing to offer themselves for the Lord, and there is no size limit. And here, the anointing oil and also the Spices to making the incense is also simply for the Lord. We cannot made the same made same compound for any other purposes. So today our services in front of God has to be pure, has to be simple, has to be cleansed, has to be satisfying God's deepest needs. So today may chapter thirty becomes your prayer that Lord, I truly want to satisfy your heart. Let me satisfy you through my fragrant incense, satisfy you with my anointing. Oil through my worship and prayer through my love, so that through this offering I can see your heart being satisfied, your heart receive this joy, and your church can be cleansed and everyone can be cleansed as well. Amen.